chapters six through nine of the second letter of paul to the corinthians from the new testament in modern speech translated by richard francis weymouth this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold chapter six and you also we as god's fellow-workers entreat not to be found to have received his grace to no purpose for he says at a time of welcome i have listened to you and on a day of salvation i have succored you now is the time of loving welcome now is the day of salvation we endeavor to give people no cause for stumbling in anything lest the work we are doing should fall into discredit on the contrary as god's servants we seek their full approval by unwearied endurance by afflictions by distress by helplessness by floggings by imprisonments by facing riots by toil by sleepless watching by hunger and thirst by purity of life by knowledge by patience by kindness by the holy spirit by sincere love by the proclamation of the truth by the power of god by the weapons of righteousness wielded in both hands through honor and ignominy through calumny and praise we are looked upon as impostors and yet are true men as obscure persons and yet are well known as on the point of death and yet strange to tell we live as under god's discipline and yet we are not deprived of life as sad but we are always joyful as poor but we bestow wealth on many as having nothing and yet we securely possess all things o corinthians our lips are unsealed to you our heart is expanded there is no narrowness in our love to you the narrowness is in your own feelings and in just requital i speak as to my children let your hearts expand also do not come into close association with unbelievers like oxen yoked with asses for what is there in common between righteousness and lawlessness or what partnership has light with darkness where can harmony between christ and belial be found or what participation has a believer with an unbeliever and what compact has the temple of god with idols for we are the temple of the ever-living god as god has said i will dwell among them and walk about among them and will be their god and it is they who shall be my people therefore come out from among them and separate yourselves says the lord and touch nothing impure and i will receive you and will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters says the lord the ruler of all chapter seven having therefore these promises beloved friends let us purify ourselves from all defilement of body and of spirit and secure perfect holiness through the fear of god make room for us in your hearts there is not one of you whom we have wronged not one to whom we have done harm not one over whom we have gained any selfish advantage i do not say this to imply blame for as i have already said you have such a place in our hearts that we would die with you or live with you i have great confidence in you very loudly do i boast of you i am filled with comfort my heart overflows with joy amid all our affliction for even after our arrival in macedonia we could get no relief such as human nature craves we were greatly harassed there were conflicts without and fears within 
but he who comforts the depressed even god comforted us by the coming of titus and not by his coming only but also by the fact that he had felt comforted on your account and by the report which he brought of your eager affection of your grief and of your jealousy on my behalf so that i rejoiced more than ever for if i gave you pain by that letter i do not regret it though i did regret it then i see that that letter even though for a time it gave you pain had a salutary effect now i rejoice not in your grief but because the grief led to repentance for you sorrowed with a godly sorrow which prevented you from receiving injury from us in any respect for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation a repentance not to be regretted but the sorrow of the world finally produces death for mark the effects of this very thing your having sorrowed with a godly sorrow what earnestness it has called forth in you what eagerness to clear yourselves what indignation what alarm what longing affection what jealousy what meeting out of justice you have completely wiped away reproach from yourselves in the matter therefore though i wrote to you it was not to punish the offender nor to secure justice for him who had suffered the wrong but it was chiefly in order that your earnest feeling on our behalf might become manifest to yourselves in the sight of god for this reason we feel comforted and in addition to this our comfort we have been filled with all the deeper joy at titus's joy because his spirit has been set at rest by you all for however i may have boasted to him about you i have no reason to feel ashamed but as we have in all respects spoken the truth to you so also our boasting to titus about you has turned out to be the truth and his strong and tender affection is all the more drawn out towards you when he recalls to mind the obedience which all of you manifested by the timidity and nervous anxiety with which you welcomed him i rejoice that i have absolute confidence in you chapter eight but we desire to let you know brethren of the grace of god which has been bestowed on the churches of macedonia how while passing through great trouble their boundless joy even amid their deep poverty has overflowed to increase their generous liberality for i can testify that to the utmost of their power and even beyond their power they have of their own free will given help with earnest entreaty they begged from us the favor of being allowed to share in the service now being rendered to god's people they not only did this as we had expected but first of all in obedience to god's will they gave their own selves to the lord and to us this led us to urge titus that as he had previously been the one who commenced the work so he should now go and complete among you this act of beneficence also yes just as you are already very rich in faith readiness of speech knowledge unwearied zeal and in the love that is in you implanted by us see to it that this grace of liberal giving also flourishes in you i am not saying this by way of command but to test by the standard of other men's earnestness the genuineness of your love also for you know the condescending goodness of our lord jesus christ how for your sakes he became poor though he was rich in order that you through his poverty might grow rich but in this matter i give you an opinion for my doing this helps forward your own intentions seeing that not only have you begun operations but a year ago you already had the desire to do so and now complete the doing also in order that just as there was then the eagerness in desiring there may now be the accomplishment in proportion to your means 
for assuming the earnest willingness the gift is acceptable according to whatever a man has and not according to what he has not i do not urge you to give in order that others may have relief while you are unduly pressed but that by equalization of burdens your superfluity having in the present emergency supplied their deficiency their superfluity may in turn be a supply for your deficiency later on so that there may be equalization of burdens even as it is written he who gathered much had not too much and he who gathered little had not too little but thanks be to god that he inspires the heart of titus with the same deep interest in you for titus welcomed our request and being thoroughly in earnest comes to you of his own free will and we send with him the brother whose praises for his earnestness in proclaiming the good news are heard throughout all the churches and more than that he is the one who was chosen by the vote of the churches to travel with us sharing our commission in the administration of this generous gift to promote the lord's glory and gratify our own strong desire for against one thing we are on our guard i mean against blame being thrown upon us in respect to these large and liberal contributions which are under our charge for we seek not only god's approval of our integrity but man's also and we send with them our brother of whose zeal we have had frequent proof in many matters and who is now more zealous than ever through the strong confidence which he has in you as for titus remember that he is a partner with me and is my comrade in my labors for you and as for our brethren remember that they are delegates from the churches and are men in whom christ is glorified exhibit therefore to the churches a proof of your love and a justification of our boasting to these brethren about you chapter nine as to the services which are being rendered to god's people it is really unnecessary for me to write to you for i know your earnest willingness on account of which i habitually boast of you to the macedonians pointing out to them that for a whole year you in greece have been ready and the greater number of them have been spurred on by your ardour still i send the brethren in order that in this matter our boast about you may not turn out to have been an idle one so that as i have said you may be ready for fear that if any macedonians come with me and find you unprepared we not to say you yourselves should be put to the blush in respect to this confidence i have thought it absolutely necessary therefore to request these brethren to visit you before i myself come and to make sure beforehand that the gift of love which you have already promised may be ready as a gift of love and may not seem to have been something which i have extorted from you but do not forget that he who sows with a niggardly hand will also reap a niggardly crop and that he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully let each contribute what he has decided upon in his own mind and not do it reluctantly or under compulsion it is a cheerful giver that god loves and god is able to bestow every blessing on you in abundance so that richly enjoying all sufficiency at all times you may have ample means for all good works as it is written he has scattered abroad he has given to the poor his almsgiving remains forever and god who continually supplies seed for the sower and bread for eating will supply you with seed and multiply it and will cause your almsgiving to yield a plentiful harvest may you be abundantly enriched so as to show all liberality such as through our instrumentality brings thanksgiving to god 
for the service rendered in this sacred gift not only helps to relieve the wants of god's people but it is also rich in its results and awakens a chorus of thanksgiving to god for by the practical proof of it which you exhibit in this service you cause god to be extolled for your fidelity to your professed adherence to the good news of the christ and for the liberality of your contributions for them and for all who are in need while they themselves also in supplications on your behalf pour out their longing love towards you because of god's surpassing grace which is resting upon you thanks be to god for his unspeakably precious gift the end of chapters six through nine recording by mark penfold